This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, just call it a drone. That's correct, just call it a drone. And I picked this topic today because I came across a few articles and I was listening to just a few minutes of Coast to Coast last night. And it seems like that's what we do now when we have UFO sightings. At least if you're the government or any kind of a government agency. You don't investigate it. You don't explain it. You don't admit that you don't know what it is. You don't try to have an adult conversation about it. You just call it a drone. And I I see this going into some sort of regression, really. People thought for a while that we were coming into this period of disclosure, and I saw no disclosure at all in the recent UFO report. It seems as though we're moving moving backwards in our thinking. Society, really, it seems like in a lot of ways we're moving backwards. You know, even with all the division and, and polarization that people have in the political aspects across the planet, really, there seems to be this resurgence and trust of the government. No matter what government is, no matter how bad the government is, no matter how untrustworthy they are. Um, I look at this whole COVID scamdemic, as I call it, and I see people who absolutely hated um, President Trump, despised the man, now swear by a vaccine that he pushed. I just don't get it. And I see the same sort of blind faith in people as they just take the word of whatever government agency or government official pops up and tells them about the current UFO cases that are happening. So I want to take a look at a couple different cases and just to see how the UFO sightings themselves really haven't changed. They're the same now as they were 100 years ago. But what has changed is just the acceptance uh, of of denial, I guess, that the people who claim to be UFO curious are exercising it. Now, this first article comes out of a uh, site called ycitynews.com, and this is from Ohio, I believe. It says, significant UFO sighting in Zanesville, and then it has a picture of a radar installation here in a storm. I have a, I have a link at the website ufowarning.com. You can go there and check it out. It says, by staff report, July 21st, 2021. So it's pretty recent. It says, a recently released report by the Office of National Intelligence places one of the multi-state region's most significant unidentified flying object sightings over Zanesville. The report, ordered by Congress after the viral Navy tic-tac-tac video, has raised more questions than answers and left senior military officials saying, at least publicly, that they can't explain the phenomena. The reporting and fascination by the public around unidentified flying objects has existed for nearly as long as human flight when it began more than 100 years ago. Well, that's not correct. People were reporting UFOs back in the Middle Ages, so they got their facts wrong there. At least historically, research has proven time and again that nearly every sighting initially reported can be explained 
often decades later, following either the declassification of military projects or the correlation of data that wasn't previously available. Well, that's just a flat-out lie. I'm sorry. Uh, you could call it a mistake, I suppose, and give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's absolutely incorrect. Okay, It is 100% incorrect that the vast majority of sightings have been explained. That's just... Uh, that's complete, complete and utter denial. This is like a, a child. This, this is like somebody arguing with you that the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus is real. Okay. It's just common sense. These thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of sightings have been reported and seen. There's no possible way that the majority of them have been explained. Military leaders instead opted to allow the idea. That their visit, okay, excuse me, take the Roswell incident, for example, for even responding military personnel to arrive on the scene wouldn't auth weren't authorized to be told of the true nature of their mission. Military leaders instead opted to allow the idea that visitors from another world had crash-landed, then admit they were that they had the technology to track Soviet nuclear weapon tests from afar. Materials found in the crash, believed to be so advanced that they had to be out of this world, were in fact highly sophisticated weather balloons that, when operated in connected networks using at attached equipment, could detect and pinpoint location of nuclear detonations. Wow, that sounds like a stretch to me. It wasn't until nearly a half a century later that most of the full details about the program were declassified, allowing for a more reasonable explanation including why the material and equipment were kept under heavily armed guard as it was transported back to Dayton Air Force Base. Now, this brings up a whole other bag of worms. This author just throws in this little tidbit about Roswell. You know, we have, we have UFO sightings that, that were left classified under Obama that they discovered from the 70s, the early 70s. Someone saw a light somewhere. Oh, that's classified. They, cl they classify everything. They classify everything. And so this whole notion that Roswell was actually a connected group of weather balloons used to track uh, submarines just sounds pretty far-fetched to me. It goes on, it says, More locally, in February 1967, reports across Ohio, including from residents in Zanesville, identified a silver egg-shaped object traveling across the sky. It would take nearly 50 years for, for Project Blue Book to identify the sighting as nothing more than a weather balloon launched from Page, Arizona. Well, sure. The reports show that tower personnel at both the Indianapolis and Daytona airports verified that the object was a high-altitude balloon of some type, but those details never got shared to the residents who observed it across Ohio at least not until 2015. Projects designed to explain away unidentified objects often do just that. Once secret military planes such as the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird or F-117 Nighthawk, for example, explained many such amateur and professional sightings alike. Okay, here we are obfuscating things again. Okay, the uh, Nighthawk is a pretty cool plane. The uh, SR is a pretty cool plane. But those planes don't fly at, uh, at slow speeds and stop in the middle of the sky and make right turns, okay? Which people have reported 
repeatedly upon seeing these things. The things that people are seeing do not act like conventional aircraft. So when some unnamed writer like this comes along and tries to muddy the water, it doesn't help anything. It makes you wonder, who's paying this guy? You really have to wonder. Or are these, are these newspaper people, are these mainline media unnamed souls, are they just that frightened themselves? Are they just too afraid to admit that there's something bigger than them out there that they can't explain? That they're out camping in the wilderness, and yes, Virginia, there are bears. And bears sometimes eat people. You see, these are the kind of people that if you, you, you would put them on a camping trip in Alaska, and they would go there unarmed, even without bear spray, because not only will bears not kill me, bears don't exist. But to those of us of a more reasonable persuasion, we understand that bears do exist. And we're not so sure that they're always so happy as about, about us being in their territory. Now, anybody with common sense can look up at the sky, and from time to time we'll see things that they can't explain. Some of those things probably could be explained over time. Like A lot of people reported the uh, Elon Musk satellites going back and forth. But we're talking about real encounters with UFOs. People seeing real encounters of craft up close and personal. This happened thousands of times. It's been reported over the last you know, 20, 30, 40 years. We're not talking about people reporting lights in the sky from great distances. It goes on and says, the question remains then, the question remains then, the Navy tic-tac-toe video ousted to the public by military fighter pilots shows aircraft conducting maneuvers currently thought to be impossible with present military technology, leaving many to once again claim aliens. While, while, while publicly the military continues to say the sightings are unexplained, there are a few potential rational explanations apart from visitors literally from out of this world. One is that the entire object one is that the entire object that is seen on the footage is actually a complicated optical illusion caused by the aircraft's, aircraft's onboard sensors. A second, seemingly more likely explanation at least, and tight military circles, is that the objects were detected were and are in fact highly advanced yet re- highly advanced yet released to the public military aircraft or drones. The USS Nimitz, from which the pilots launched in one of the first Tic Tac cases encounters in 2004, had recently outfitted with highly advanced upgraded sensors. Not only did the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group have some of the most highly advanced sensors the world had to offer at the time, but its ships are also, had ships also enjoyed what was considered, again, at the time, the most advanced networking and computer benefit computer battle management capabilities of any such systems. If members of any secret military black budget project wanted to test out their stealth and evasion flight technology, it would seem likely the best way to do that would be going against the USS Nimitz and her other ships. Well, yeah, that would be an awesome way to do that. That would, that would be freaking awesome. Go ahead and risk a nuclear war. I mean, it's this guy. I mean, you have to ask yourself, is this person an idiot or what? You really think that the, the, the U.S. military is going to uh, fake an attack on its own ship just to test it out? When, when we have countries like Russia and China are bristling with nuclear missiles? 
See, they're really stretching things here. Another thing I want to point out is Ratcliffe has been on television talking about this, and so and it's also was um, spoken of clear back when this stuff was released to uh, the internet. The imaging that the, the systems are talking about included uh, the most advanced, the most advanced radar imaging that they uh, have ever come up with. They could take a picture of a softball at 30,000 feet, what they're telling us. So they have 3D images of these craft, whatever they were. So it's not, it's not a mistake on the radar. It's not that someone from the deep state snuck in there and they're so concerned about us that they jacked with the system, hacked into it, and made this poor pilot, you know, think that he saw something on his radar screen when he saw nothing. These guys had physical eyeballs on the object, visuals, okay? We're not talking about somebody who takes your kids back and forth to school on the bus. We're talking about guys that have been to college four years, six years, whatever. They, they're highly trained. I mean, the last time I knew, you couldn't even have a speeding ticket and be qualified to climb into one of those clock, cockpits. We're talking about the very best of the best. And when someone like this, this some nameless person behind, a, behind a, uh, a keyboard, wants to sit here and deride a person that's accomplished more in the first 15 minutes when they got out of bed than you have in the, the last five years, it's a little annoying to just sit here and say, oh, well, these pilots, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They just thought they saw something. Well, then why do we have them flying around in these jets? If we can't trust them to identify targets, why are they flying around these multi-million dollar uh, battle systems? The links that these debunkers will go to to try to deny what we all see as real, it's mind-boggling to me that, that somebody can be in that sort of a state of a delusional state of mind. These are the same people I think that I see walking around with masks on all the time. You think that mask is going to keep a little tiny virus out? And then they pull their mask down to eat. Oh, it's gotcha. Virus has gotcha. I mean, the idiocy. It's called magical thinking. Okay? It's called magical thinking. They're in control because they're wearing the mask. They're in control because they don't believe in UFOs or aliens. That's right. They've got it all under control. Because you know why? They don't want to face the big questions in life. What happens to me when I die? You see the same kind of panic thinking with COVID. Oh my gosh, we could die. We're all going to die at some point. To, to think that we're not, it's just it, it's stupidity. Get your house in order. But they have to rearrange the chairs on the Titanic, as they say. This shows a this shows a clear mental deficiency to me. This denial, this debunking, it goes on and says. Additional information appears. To, additional information appears to also back up those claims as as uninformed U.S. Air Force officers showed up, uniformed U.S. Air Force officers showed up soon after and confiscated both devices and hard drives containing the captured flight data. Now, as I recall, those were men in black that were not uniformed. I think he's got his facts uh, twisted there, too. 
However, that solution doesn't explain a more recent, think 2010 onward, number of smaller aircraft sightings that have been detected around U.S. military bases, ships, and land. A more concerning school of thought is that these sightings may very well likely be advanced Chinese drones. Okay, hang on one second. I just want to say this about the Chinese and this, um, and this crazy imagination that the Chinese have got these super advanced weapon systems. You're talking about a government that is so incompetent that, can't, that it can't even protect its people from normal flooding, okay? Oh, it's a once in a 5,000 year flood. Turn the news on this week. They're getting washed away in China. Why? Because the storm sewers are too small. Why? Because the whole country is run by corrupt politicians, even more corrupt than in, than in the U.S. Okay, Corrupt and incompetent. Have you seen a Chinese aircraft carrier lately? If you haven't, go online and look up a picture of one. And you're going to say, well, that doesn't look like our aircraft carrier. Why does the deck stick up in the air in, in like an upward kind of a looping fashion? Well, because the Chinese aren't competent enough to build a fighter jet that can take off successfully from a normal aircraft carrier. Okay? They don't have they don't have that technological capacity to do that. They're not able to. Why do all the Chinese uh, kids come to the U.S. to the universities? Well, because they don't have that repository of learning in their own country. They are a third world country compared to the United States. Look at the bathrooms in China. Okay. Let's just be completely honest about this. They are a third world country compared to the United States. So the idea that China is developing drones that are such a high level that they're being mistaken for spacecraft is simply idiotic. I have to use that word again. I can't think of a better word to use. Okay? It goes on and says, Almost all consumer-grade drones today are produced exclusively by Chinese companies. American companies have tried, all of which have failed and exited the business. This is more crap. People make stuff in China because it's cheaper, and the Communist Chinese Party pays for the shipping on those products to the United States. Okay? Think about it. One drone maker, DJI, is not only considered the international leader but it has an almost exclusive market monopoly on their production. It would seem highly plausible that a company backed by the Chinese government would also have the technology to produce highly advanced fixed-wing aircraft as well. Wow, another jump in logic. This guy must have did it. This, this person that wrote this article must have just been at the top of their class. In July of 2019, off the coast of California, numerous drones swarmed U.S. Navy ships. The ships, nearly 100 miles away from land, could be hard would be hard pressed to be reached by consumer-grade drones, with much with much fewer long-range capabilities. Analysts uh, aren't exactly clear as to who was operating them, but they do believe they had the capabilities of a nation-state. More nonsense. Do you really think China's going to risk a nuclear war doing something like that? And if you do. If they're that aggressive, then why, then why in the heck haven't they done something already? Okay, the idea that China is this super advanced country that could just take us out at any second. My gosh, I'm gonna repeat. 
Radcliffe has already told you they have pictures of these things in real time from the ground, from the air, and from satellite. So we got three Bibles on these different craft he's talking about, photographed at the same time by people on the ground, military assets, people in the air, airplane pilots, and by satellites. So you have a satellite, a pilot, and a ground person all looking at and photographing the same thing at the same time. Guess what? It's not a drone, okay? Now go back to sleep and leave the rest of us alone. You're not adding any value to the conversation. It says, national, national level coverage of these incidents resulted in members of Congress calling for a more thorough investigation into the matter. A recently released report by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence on these unidentified aerial phenomena leaves more questions than answers, but details many potential sightings. Not really. Numerous reported incidents required by the FAA to be filed by pilots scatter the country with such sites. We've talked about this pretty much exclusively. They write these things off as, I think it was a drone. They aren't doing anything with them. They're doing nothing with the FAA investigation. Zero. And I got an article on that in just a second. It says, many are or can be easily explained as consumer-grade drones that, while posing a risk to other aircraft, don't rise to the level of highly advanced drone or alien visitors. Please, show me one example. Just give me a single example. Give me a single example of the drone that was interfering with airplanes that you captured. And then show me who the drone operator was. It shouldn't be that hard. But you know what? have not seen a single example. Searching through thousands of pages of reports and spreadsheets and encounters in, in Zanesville has become more puzzling and harder to explain. On March 27, 2019, at around 11.35 a.m. local time, a pilot flying at 15,500 feet observed what he described as a fairly large and stationary object. He goes on to say he believes it to be a black drone carrying a red object. The problem is drones, at least ones on the civilian's marketplace, are incapable of those actions. Well, I guess he liked his job. I guess he didn't want to end up uh, being fired in Section 8. Yep, looks like a drone. Take a modestly expensive Take a modestly expensive consumer drone, a DJI Maverick Pro. It can theoretically fly as high as 500 meters or 1,640 feet, though FA regulations require an operator to stay much lower. Of all the reports in the multi-state region and around Ohio, the Zanesville encounter is one of only a few sightings above a few thousand feet. It wasn't a few thousand feet, it was 15,000 feet, three friggin' miles, okay? Let's just be honest about this. You know, they're not flying drones, at least not civilian drones, at three miles up. This is another oddity. Most, if not all, military drones known to exist that can get to that height are fixed-wing aircraft that need to be constantly in motion. Yeah, like a Predator drone. Other aircraft, such as quadcopters, which have four rotating blades, are not known to hover at anywhere near those altitudes because of the lack of air and power requirements. According to a summary report available, the pilot allegedly informed local county law enforcement about the encounter. They must have been upset about it a little bit. According to Muskegon County Sheriff Matt Lutz, no such report still exists in his department's records. 
Well, don't you know about that? What's that sound like? What's that sound like? It's the same thing that happens with the cattle mutilations. Nothing to see here. Satanic cow tippers. Move along, kids. Uh, airplane pilot, report something to me? No, I, I don't think we heard anything. Goes on and says, Why City News has filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the FAA for that particular report, but any report, should it be released, will likely take months. A military installation, the, the Zanesville National Guard base could have been a target of the unidentified craft. The Joint Surveillance System, which provides data to both FAA and military on aircraft, would have been able to track the plane from which the report was made. The United States government does not disclose the granular capabilities of the air defense systems, including the ability to track smaller craft or drones. Well, we've, they've already told us it can track a, a softball at 30,000 feet. So if they wanted to track this thing, they could. Multiple sources Y City News spoke to all agreed the report was significant and should be further investigated. The pilot and the company for which he worked did not return a request for comment. Do you have any additional information about this encounter? Blah, blah, blah. Well, there's the article. You know, we had to go through uh, 15 minutes of debunking and nonsense to get to the very bottom of what is actually a pretty disturbing encounter with an unidentified flying object at, at, at uh, 15,000 feet. But you see the bias of the author of this article here. So afraid to get anywhere near the truth. Reminds me of what Nick Pope, was it Nick Pope said something about? Maybe this thing is just too terrible to, to realize. You have to look that up. Talk about Tom DeLong saying he saw things that made him so upset he couldn't sleep for three days. And the military just refusing to get into this stuff. You have to wonder. They're just too afraid to get near it. Now, I did want to see about another article that we found on here. If I can bring it up real quick. Um... You know, they're talking about drones. Everything's a drone now. I want to go back just for a second and look at this headline. Now, I did an article or a podcast, I don't know, maybe a year, a year or two ago on a sighting that happened back in Iowa, back in 1920. This, is, this uh, article's also linked at the site ufowarning.com. Uh, the link is 1920 Mount Pleasant, Iowa, UFO. Now, I'll just give it a second here to load up. Okay, it says, in October 1973, and this is from uh, ufocasebook.com. Nice little site. I found a lot of stuff on it anyway. On October 28, 1973, the Hawkeye, it's a newspaper located there in a neighboring town at Burlington, Iowa, Included a story from Mount Pleasant resident Clark Lynch, 75 at the time, but has since died, who related a story that took place in 1920. Lynch maintained that about 10 a.m. on June 3, 1920, this is 100 years ago, I don't think there were any drones back then, barely had biplanes, he saw what he later came to believe was an extraterrestrial spacecraft land while he was fishing. Lynch said he was working his father's farm six miles northeast of town when he took the afternoon off to go fishing. I remember the year because 
I'd gotten married January 1920, he said, adding he was able to remember the exact date because it was his birthday. While fishing, Lynch saw an egg-shaped object the size of a cream can land silently about 15 feet from his riverbank perch. The object sat there for about 15 minutes, not bothering him, nor he bothering it, according to the report. I wasn't in any hurry to jump up and run over to it, and I'm glad I didn't. It might have killed me. Just when I thought about going over to take a closer look at it, I took off with it took off without any sand, without any sound, and and without turning around, the grass where it hit was pressed down. Now think about that. It was out here fishing, this egg shaped object the size of a cream can. Now, a cream can is about, I don't know, knee high. They used to put the cream for the milk in it, you know, in the old days. Let's imagine this metal can. It's about, I don't know, two foot, two and a half foot tall, maybe a little bigger. And um, about as big around, I don't know, maybe eight to ten inches across. You could and, and lift without too much effort. Something, Nothing real big, but he describes it as an egg-shaped metal object. Egg-shaped, not cylinder. A cream can cylinder, but he said it's about that size, but it's egg-shaped. And it's landing there on the grass near the, near the riverbank where he's fishing at. He says, I wasn't in any hurry to jump up and run over to it, and I'm glad I didn't. It might have killed me. Just when I thought about going over to take a closer look at it, I, it took off without any sound and without, and without turning around. The grass where it was was pressed down. So this thing came in and left without having to turn around. Lynch said the object left no damage or burn marks in the grass where it had landed. The blue and translucent object would have been, would have been camouflaged in the sky. I didn't know what to believe about it at the time, and I still don't. I've concluded that it wasn't anything from Earth. Because the object's small size, Lynch said, it couldn't have been occupied by intelligent life as we know it. Lynch observed that his sighting differed from other UFO reports because the object he, he saw moved slowly, probably about four or five miles per hour, and he w and was small and apparently lightweight. It took 35 years until 1955 for Lynch to tell his story to anybody. He didn't talk about flying saucers in 1920, he said. Well, you know, God rest Mr. Lynch's soul, because you don't talk about flying saucers in 2020 either, apparently. No, they want you to talk about drones. Now, I want to look at one last article here. And this is what also kind of got me thinking about this whole just called a drone thing. Um, this is from the Black Vault. And uh, Greenwald did an excellent podcast on this. I have a link to his video there. He does a lot of good work. I mean, he... He is a little on the conservative side as far as, you know, he doesn't like to come to conclusions on stuff, but he does a great service to the UFO community in the fact that he gets a lot of material. I mean, a lot. So you can go there to ufowarning.com and you can link on and you can watch John's show, John Greenwald. And you can also go to his website, theblackvault.com. And he talks about the Flight 2292. This is where there were two flights actually out over uh, Arizona, I believe. Anyway, they came across, as they were flying, uh, both pilots reported seeing a large cylindrical object that, that looked like a cruise missile uh, go overhead. 
and uh, of course they got no uh, they got no answer so far really. It says on February 23rd, 2021, the Drives War Zone broke a story about a UFO encounter on February 21st, which involved American Airlines Flight 2292 and an encounter with a cylindrical-shaped object moving at a high speed. According to the article written by Tyler Rugaway, American Airlines Flight 2292, an Airbus on Airbus A320 flying between Cincinnati and Phoenix on February 21st, 2021, had a bizarre close encounter with what is what its crew described as a long cylindrical object, almost looked like a cruise missile moving extremely fast over the top of the aircraft as it cruised along at 36,000 feet and 400 knots. You know, I don't think most drones are traveling at 7 miles up at 450 mile an hour. The incident occurred over the remote northeast corner of New Mexico to the west of the tiny town of Des Moines. It says he then published less than 48 hours after our initial reporting on the on the outright strange incident involving American Airlines Flight 2292 as it flew at 35,000 feet over the northwestern corner of New Mexico on February 21st, 2021. We have confirmation that the event in question did indeed occur and that it be, that it is being investigated by the FBI. That really instills a lot of confidence to me. The incident involved pilots of the Airbus A320 being buzzed by an unidentified cylindrical-shaped object moving at high speed, which resulted in them querying the FAA's Albuquerque Air Force Air Route Traffic Control Center. The Black Vault filed numerous FOIA requests, including ones to the FBI and to the FAA, based on the above reporting. And then it says, on July 22, 2021, the FAA sent the Black Vault records pertaining to the above flight. Interestingly, some of the responsive records were the property of the Department of Defense. The number of records is unknown that will be reviewed by the DOD, but the FAA did release a small number of their own. Of course, this really didn't amount to anything. And then you can watch uh, Greenwald's, and you can finish reading this article here. I'm not going to finish it all up. It appears that um, Greenwald did not get uh, all the information that he requested and that, in fact, uh, another uh, person who had requested for your request ended up with a couple things that, uh, f- that Greenwald had been denied. So he was going to try to get that information. What I see from this is just kind of a half-baked response to people exercising their uh, their civil rights by sending in these FOIA requests. And we've seen this kind of stuff happen with Dave Politis all the time. If you're not able to see that we're dealing in a us versus them uh, kind of climate here, then your eyes are closed. And people want to just walk through this life and think that somehow we live in this, I don't know, we live in a time period that's never existed because as far as I've been able to determine and see, as long as there's been people, and as long as there's been government, there's always been a, a friction there, uh, an opposition between the two, and that's why, that's why you know, Washington described the government, he, he says they have the power to kill, he described them as a, I think as a, as a flame or a fire that you had to keep under control, because it will consume everything if, if, if you don't, 
mean, you have to have a government to maintain law and order and fund the basic things we all depend on. But at the same time, we have to keep those folks accountable. And you can't just automatically assume that every person that is employed by the government has our best interests at heart or even knows what our best interests are. So that's the, the point that I guess I'm circling around to in this episode today is when I say just call it a drone. It's as if the, the zeitgeist has gotten to a point where the deep state and even your just uh, line employees at the government are being forced to acknowledge that the UFO phenomena is real. Okay, That's being forced. It's just when you take when you take these fighter pilots who really are considered by many to be American heroes, okay, they do a job that most of us could never even dream of doing. And they're they're just most people have to look at these guys and say, listen, their technical skills the best of the best. If these guys tell us they see something in the sky that they can't explain, I have to believe them. If I don't believe them, why am I why am I trusting them with things like nuclear weapons? Okay? It's got to that point. Meanwhile you see the debunkers Wow, they're like a bunch of crybabies. They're just hanging on. And, you know, it makes you think this Mockingbird program with the CIA must still be going on because they just absolutely pollute mainstream media. You cannot read an article without one of these apes going out there and just repeating this, the, the debunked theories of why UFOs don't exist. It's so annoying. I know I shouldn't let it get to me, but it does. So you have this, you have this, polarization that's happening and with the internet you know going on people being so connected connected at we're connected at levels that are we have thousands of times maybe millions of times higher levels of connectivity today than we did 20 or 30 years ago people are exchanging ideas and information and news and they don't need the, the mainline media anymore we really don't need them anymore other than as a talking point to show people how not to report stuff so what you have is this explosion of information involving the UFO phenomena and whatever else goes along with it. And lots and lots of people talking about it and curious about it, thinking, well, could it be this or could it be that? And just trying to have adult conversations about it. And at the same time, I'm just, I'm just saying, don't expect a thing from the people that haven't given us anything already. Don't expect a thing from the media or from the government or any of these any of these mainline people, except for them to say, well, it's probably just a drone. My thought is, it's probably just not a drone. If you've gone through everything that you can think of to explain what that thing was, it may not be a drone. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.